welcome to another episode of the amazing Adding Up. I'm your host, Serena.Ryan, and I'm dedicated to helping you learn from my mistakes with numbers. It's easy for me to hide my financial struggles. I have learned that there's no such thing as failure unless you stop learning and stop trying. My aim is to become better at finance and in the process become debt-free and help others to do the same. My wish is at least one person can listen to this podcast and make a genuine difference with their finances. My three highlights this week kick off with my best saving, making my own lunch. Now, this may sound really simple, easy, and obvious, because it is. But like most things that are obvious, you can accidentally trip over them and not even realize they're there. A reminder this week, how much money I can actually save by making my own lunch instead of the impulse purchase. Food I already have in the house, I've planned for. And it makes it worthwhile. And it's so rewarding when it comes to the weekend. And to be fair, I might even have the money to indulge on buying my lunch then, or not. But it's all the more sweeter knowing how much more money I've saved by making my own lunch. And I've done that every day this week. And I'm proud of that. My best learning is every decision is a new opportunity. This week's podcast episode is a very vulnerable one for me. Is it possible to lose everything? It's very much focused on my money mindset and how healthy it has been or unhealthy at times. Been a quality reminder for me, my best learning Every decision going forward is a new opportunity because as much as I want to, it is impossible for me to go back and change my past. But moving forward, making positive changes in the direction I want to go makes all the difference. And every decision is a new opportunity to be better. Money bravery is my third highlight this week. Every week. There's always an opportunity for money bravery. And this week, it is following up. I am an entrepreneur and I work with clients. The simple act of following up this week has given me more business. Don't ever assume because someone hasn't been in contact that they don't want to be a customer. So many other things can be happening in their world that you've got no idea about. If you don't follow up, you don't give them the opportunity to say yes to you. This episode is one where I am facing some of my fears. Every week, I believe I'm challenged to consider my own behavior and reflections on how my actions have led to me being in debt. In debt since I was 18, which is actually more 
and half my life now, over 25 years of being in debt is nothing to be sneezed at. Every single episode of this podcast is an opportunity for me to reflect on how my behavior has shaped that because I can't sit in a place of being blame free. It is about accountability for myself. My hope always is as I share these challenges through this podcast that others can relate to how they are potentially in debt or trying to get out of debt and looking for ways to do so. Part of that can be to have difficult conversations. My analysis of my behavior is that it's not one behavior or one action of mine that has led me to be in the situation I'm in. It has been a series of events of being in a hurry to get things. Instant gratification can definitely take you down a path of being at high risk to go into debt. Leading to that was where I ended up getting my first credit card. But it was also not just that reason. It was also a fear of not having money. If you haven't heard of it before, there is something called the scarcity mindset. And when I was in that space of what if I don't have money for emergencies, that put me at high risk to getting a credit card. And then the using of the credit card came from a place of I didn't want to wait for things. An emergency in my mind could be the fact I wanted to buy something before payday and I'd already run out of money that week. Things like that put me on a very slippery slope to increasing debt and not even realizing that I was starting to live beyond my means. Unconscious spending because I viewed a credit card as my own money. A credit card is definitely not my own money. It is a hard, hard lesson I learned. And if there's one thing I'd love anyone listening to this podcast to take out of this particular episode is that a credit card is credit. It is borrowed money. When you borrow money, you have to pay it back. When you have that level of awareness that it is borrowed money, I only just thought of it now as something that you could do is to label your credit card borrowed money. It won't necessarily stop you using it, won't necessarily take you away from getting rid of it, but it may just put you from a place of being unconscious about your spending to being conscious of your spending. How would you feel if that $400 pair of shoes was actually $600? The label on it will say $400. The reality is the hidden interest that you pay with your credit card, depending on how long it takes you to pay it off, means that the realized true price of those shoes is $600 as opposed to $400 or even more if you're paying only minimum payments to pay it off. And you have the variables of how much the actual interest is as well. But the reality is that sticker price of 400 is definitely going to be more if you're using credit, a credit card to buy the shoes. 
for me, I found the more conscious I am of those hidden costs, it makes me think twice about what I spend. And in this week's episode, for me, the topic is, is it possible to lose everything? I got to a place in the past week where I started to feel myself slipping backwards faster than forwards. And when I get into that state, I get anxious about what if I go backwards? What if I go back to that place of being in well over $30,000 of credit card debt plus consolidated debt loans on top of that? How do I get back out of that? Not just from a monetary place. What if I was to go backwards and feel I wasn't worth it anymore? What has helped inspire me to be on the path to become debt-free is to change my financial future. Debt, depending who you speak to, can talk about good debt and bad debt. I find debt is debt. (laughs) And it's important to note, I'm not a financial advisor. This is my personal take on it. For me, debt means I'm obligated to someone else, whether that be a credit card or a bank or a person I borrow money from. Whoever I've borrowed it from, I have to pay it back. And when you are obligated to pay something back, That means that you are restricted in what else you can do with your money, your life, your obligations. It means the work you do is reliant on you earning money for that work. And a certain level of income is required to pay off your debts. I've made an active choice that debt reduction and removal from my life is about enabling me to have the freedom to live the life that I want. It's realizing that all of those things put me in a place where I see how important it is for me to be clear about what my future looks like. I started to feel in this past week that it was so easy for me to slip back into old habits, saying yes to things without hesitation. Things like going to a concert or a play, things I enjoy doing. But coming up in the month of May, there's a number of events I want to go to. For years, because of a pandemic, I haven't spent any money on those types of events. And when I started to add it up, if I said yes to all the events I'd been asked to go to, It was nearly $1,000 in tickets. Now, how quickly my money would evaporate. And being mindful, whilst I have savings, how quickly those savings can go down. If I'm forking out to pay for things, I had to sit with it and consider in a place of awareness of my spending habits how important it was to not spend all my money and start to reconsider what was really important for me to be able to go to. Because one month of being able to attend events and buy tickets is fine, but being conscious of it's not just 
one month with things opening up, this is going back into regular activities. And why try and go to all events in one month when I could spread it out over a couple of months and it wouldn't be such a big financial hit. That place of awareness moved me from being in a state of panic to acknowledging it was okay and calm down. You don't need to go out so much in just one month. You could spread it over a couple of months. As someone who is still getting used to socializing again, it's not a bad thing either. Don't know if you found the same. I found going out, even just to one event with people I hadn't seen in a while, does take a lot of my energy because I'm actually not used to being around a lot of people. And that sensory overload, it actually takes a couple of days for me to recover. And I don't know if that's something that is going to be ongoing or not, but I'm more mindful, more conscious, and definitely more intentional about who I'm with and when I'm out and where and how and why. And that leads me into an interesting place of calming down about not just the money, It's my emotional well-being as well as the money. And the two are quite intrinsically linked. How important it is for me to reframe it and not just feel like I'm letting people down if I don't go to all these events in one month and rather see it as something that is okay to say no. And when I say no to events, it does free me up to be available to do other things, whether that be saving money for something that is bigger or different, another opportunity. It also means emotionally and physically, it frees me up as well because I need to create the space for me to still look after myself. When I look at that in hindsight, I see how had a housemate, when she moved in to live with me. I was living in a three-bedroom townhouse by myself at the time and we're getting used to each other and our habits. She said to me one day, why do you feel the need to go out so much? I said, well, I see, I don't want to say no, like there's all these opportunities and events. And she goes, but you seem to get sick a lot too. And I said, true. I said, have you considered how important it is to be able to sit with yourself and enjoy your own space. And that will give you the freedom to have a better quality of time when you do go out. I hadn't looked at it in that way before. And at that time, interestingly enough, I was heavily in credit card debt and living beyond my means. Not really being conscious of it at all at that point in time but I was easily living with more than 30 grand in debt, paying the bare minimum on credit cards. And it was hidden, so incredibly hidden because no one could see it. It's not like I was declared bankrupt because I always lived in a space of servicing my debt, even if it meant that that debt was permanently with me and even increasing because I had the capacity to pay off the debt. And I didn't realize how that that was distracting me from 
having quality time and a quality of life that I'd never considered I could even have. Allowing yourself time and not spending as much money can be good for your health in multiple ways. I'm grateful for that level of awareness that she gave me. Difficult conversations is something that I, in my natural state, hate. And to be fair, I don't know of anyone really that enjoys lots of difficult conversations. I've stated previously on this podcast, I'm very much a people pleaser because I like to please people. I like to see people happy. It's something I don't acknowledge enough, and I'm getting better at that too, is that when I'm always saying yes to others, there is a risk of not saying yes to myself enough. That's something that my housemate had realized as well. Looking from the outside in, she could see that in my earnest to please others and say yes, I wasn't saying yes to myself enough. Saying no to people, and I have mentioned this wonderful book in this podcast previously, The Good Fight by Leanne Davy, is a wonderful way to reconsider when there is a good reason to have healthy conflict, it enables you to clear the air. It enables you to have a lot more freedom in your life and remove what I love that she terms conflict debt. If we don't have this healthy conflict, we do accumulate it and it's not healthy. In this last week, I have been worried about having difficult conversations And instead of having the conversations and clearing the air, I was putting myself into a state of fear and anxiety. Being in that place is not healthy. I then start to unnecessarily worry about money. And I say unnecessarily because now that I have cleared the air and had some difficult conversations, it has put me in a place to go, oh, it wasn't as bad as I thought. And my newer money habits are ones where I'm a lot more open about talking about money. It's a week of reflection on when I feel vulnerable. I go back to habits that have been around a lot longer rather than the newer ones. Acknowledging the fact that habits that have been formed for more than 25 years can resurface. Acknowledging that. It's not a bad thing to acknowledge it and to move on from it. That would have to be one of the biggest reasons and values of me doing this podcast. These weekly reflections make me stop in time and give myself somewhat of a health checkup with regards to my attitude towards money. Money is intrinsically tied to my emotional state and Allowing myself the space to acknowledge that, to see where my weaknesses and vulnerabilities are, allows me to keep in check how I feel about it and also puts me in a place of reassurance. Yes, it is possible to lose everything. I can see 
if I allow those bad habits to creep back in and start up again and live and grow in my vulnerability, yeah, it can. It can actually happen. However, these weekly check-ins, this podcast, this level of awareness I've never had so consistently in my life before puts me in a much healthier space to nip things in the bud. (laughs) And I laugh as I say that. Well, do we call it an analogy? Nip it in the bud? Gardening is one of my refuges and my self-care time on the weekend. And occasionally during the week too, if I need some fresh air and some vitamin D. It is much the same as keeping my garden healthy. I have to regularly prune some of my plants. Pruning and pulling out the weeds that start to grow again in my mind with regards to money and my money relationships means that I get rid of them and allow the healthier thoughts and habits to grow. And over time, much the same as my garden, I get a healthier garden that's vibrant and colourful and full of joy. And this is the path I'm on and I'm going to stay on with regards to my money, my debt reduction and my quality of life and relationships. I'm here to help you understand numbers. You see, I know how important it is to close the gap between not knowing and knowing through education. I hope you sincerely enjoyed this podcast. I'd love to hear what you think. Reach out, email me, serena at serena.ryan.com.au. You'll find my email and social details in the show notes that would be in your podcast player.